0: Good morning, everybody, and I don't say this lightly, but to all Victorian listeners, congratulations, you made it through one of the most remarkable days of news history I can remember, Zara, It was phenomenal. We're going to take you through the day's news and then have a discussion about whether mandatory vaccines can be enforced in the workplace. It's an issue that's coming up more and more this week, so we wanted to have a discussion about it. Around the country yesterday, there were 628 new cases of COVID in Victoria and four earthquakes. In New South Wales, there were 1,035 COVID cases and no tectonic plate movements. And in the ACT, 17 cases were recorded and some tremors were felt. Zara, tell me what story left you shaking in your boots yesterday.
1: So yesterday, Victorians would be well aware that a 5.8 magnitude earthquake struck Melbourne in the early hours of the morning, with tremors lasting for about 30 seconds. After that, we had a 4.0 aftershock that was felt 18 minutes later. There were also shocks felt in Sydney, Adelaide and Canberra, but luckily there were no reports of injury or death. There was just some damage to buildings. Deputy Victorian Premier James Molina warned the state to keep on high alert as geoscience has confirmed there is a possibility we may receive further aftershocks and potential risk of further earthquakes.
0: As if that wasn't enough for the city to endure, yesterday saw protesters in Melbourne taking to the streets for a third day in a row, with the group starting in the CBD and eventually marching to the Shrine of Remembrance just after 1pm. Protesters were heard chanting freedom and every day while being met with extremely heavy police presence Here's what the Shrine of Remembrance chief executive Dean Lee had to say about the venue being used as the ending spot of the protest Frankly, I'm speechless and appalled What we're seeing here. I cannot Comprehend the selfishness of people who had come to this sacred place and do this to Victoria's Shrine of Remembrance It's outrageous, it's reprehensible, it's the most disgusting behaviour I could ever imagine witnessing here at the Shrine of Remembrance.
1: We found out yesterday that China will stop funding coal projects overseas to accelerate efforts to help battle climate change. In a UN General Assembly address, President Xi Jinping said, and I quote, China will step up support for other developing countries in developing green and low-carbon energy and will not build new coal-fired power projects abroad. She also repeated pledges made last year, which included that China promised to peak coal consumption by 2030 and to go completely carbon neutral by 2060.
0: And today's good news, Malaysia has joined the 80% club with 80% of their adult population fully vaxed against COVID-19. The milestone was reached ahead of its initial target of October. There's been over 40.6 million doses of the COVID vaccine administered in the country.
1: It's pretty amazing to hear those stats after thinking about what the country went through not so long ago with a massive surge in cases. So it really just shows the effects of a high vaccination rate. So for three consecutive days, we have seen protests across Melbourne that have centred around the idea of enforcing mandatory vaccines on particular industries. A portion of these protesters have come from the construction industry, which the Victorian government had mandated needed to have at least one dose of the COVID-19 vaccine before today, the 23rd of September.
0: Additionally, we saw an announcement yesterday in Victoria that teachers and childcare workers will have to get at least one jab before being allowed to return to work. They'll need to have their first dose by the 18th of October or have a vaccine booking within a week of that date.
1: Before we jump into this chat, it is important to note that while this has certainly been a theme for some of the protesters, we do understand that these protests have been infiltrated by people outside of the union movement, outside of the CFMEU, and those people belong to right-wing groups who have almost co-opted this anti-vax sentiment and turned it into significant violence and anger that we've seen across Melbourne over the past couple of days. But there is a portion of this group that is pushing back against the mandatory vaccinations, And we wanted to know, can your workplace legally require you to get the COVID-19 vaccine?
0: The first question to ask is whether vaccine mandates are lawful in Australia, whether that be the flu vaccine, the COVID-vax, or any other mandated vaccine? The answer is really that there are two ways within a workplace that it can be mandated lawfully. One by a government and the second by a company. So we've seen an example of a company mandating the vaccine with Qantas. They've said that all of their staff must have the vaccine and they're perfectly entitled to do so. Legal experts say that in circumstances where the government has passed laws saying you must be vaccinated, it's really quite straightforward you have to get vaccinated to be an employee of a company. There is no wiggle room there. Where it gets a little blurrier is if the government has left it up to individual companies to use their own discretion as to whether a vaccine has to be mandated internally or not. You might see your company release guidelines about it being recommended or about it improving the return to work. That's very different to them saying you have to have the vaccine in order to return to work. Obviously, we're going to see a higher rate of vaccine mandates in high-risk industries. I mean, the school one yesterday was a good example. There's so many people that teachers are coming in contact with that it makes a lot more sense than other jobs where you might not have interactions with a heap of people. There are, of course, going to be exemptions, the main ones being medical exemptions that mean you cannot get vaccinated. But it's going to be something that you'll probably need to show evidence for before your employer accepts it as a reason. So before we get started, we have to really think about whether vaccine mandates are lawful in Australia. And the short answer there is yes, they are. They are lawful in Australia. But if we go a little bit deeper, there's kind of two different ways a vaccine can be mandated, either by a government or by a company. According to legal experts, in circumstances where the government has passed laws saying that you must be vaccinated if you want to work in that particular area, it's really quite simple – the employees will have to get vaccinated, and there's not much wiggle room there. In the cases where government has not delivered such a strong directive, it really becomes a question then over the discretion of the company, and the law will look at whether the employee's direction is lawful and reasonable. Whether a direction is lawful and reasonable will impact on what industry is being talked about. So for teachers who were mandated to get the vaccine by the Victorian government yesterday – It's quite a high-risk setting. There is lots of interactions with different people, and it would easily be seen to be a lawful and reasonable request that teachers be vaccinated. Now, of course, with all of this, there are inevitably going to be exemptions, medical exemptions to be exact. That means you cannot get vaccinated. The key here is always going to be that you're going to need to show advice from your GP if you're willing to pursue this to your employer.
1: So the next question then is that if there is a vaccine mandate in place, as we've seen across multiple industries, can employers sack you if you don't comply? The short and the long answer is yes. And an employment law principal at Morris Blackburn, who TDA spoke to a couple of days ago, actually said that if you fail to comply with a lawful and reasonable direction, then that's usually valid grounds to dismiss you. But it can't just lead straight to the dismissal. There should be consultation and procedural fairness first. We know that there have been some legal cases taken to the Fair Work Commission, who is the body that presides over these sorts of issues, and where workers in childcare and aged care have claimed that they've been unfairly dismissed for things like refusing mandatory flu vaccinations. Giri Savaraman, the employment law expert that we spoke to, said very bluntly, in those cases, no employee has won yet. That doesn't necessarily mean, though, that it can't happen in the future, right, Sam?
0: I guess there's always room for courts to hear an individual case and change their minds and establish a new precedent or a new way of doing things. But mandatory vaccines have been around for a long time. This is not a new idea that fair work ombudsmen and employment agencies and advisors have to deal with. It's relatively commonplace, especially in high-risk settings. So it doesn't seem likely to me that we're going to see a major change just because there's now a mandated COVID vaccine in some settings. Zara, I guess the other question here is whether we're actually going to see a government-mandated COVID-19 vaccine, whether we're going to see a federal law that says you have to be vaccinated at work. And what we know about what Mr Morrison has said publicly is that it's unlikely... He said last week that employers must make their own decisions when it comes to enforcing vaccinations for high-risk workers. What the Prime Minister did say is that he particularly listed airline workers, aged care workers and retail staff as examples of those for whom it might be appropriate to mandate vaccines based on their proximity to people who might be carrying the virus. A final point to think about if you're an employer who's thinking about mandating vaccines for staff members, the general guidance around is that the first thing you should do is consult with your employees and consider their views. This helps to set a really positive tone for the mandate and ultimately will get people vaccinated as quick as possible.
1: Let's hope that we don't see another day of protests because I know that Melburnians are feeling a bit fragile today and it is understandable given the week that they have had so far. If you want to follow what is happening across the country, follow us on Instagram at The Daily Oz. You'll be joining a community of over 230,000 Aussies who are also trying to navigate this very, very confusing news cycle. We'll see you there.